welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. This episode of Ontario Outdoor Pursuit is brought to you in part by Titanium Archery Products. TAP specializes in high-performance bow accessories that are designed to improve bow control and accuracy in addition to reducing vibration and shot noise. TAP manufactures stabilizers, quick disconnects, and string stops, plus much more. Use discount code Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, no capitals, all one word, Check it out at TitaniumArcheryProducts.com for your 15% off purchase. Titanium Archery Products, not just another carbon copy. All right, episode number 15, we're here in the basement. Welcome back, everyone. Whoa, 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 you're doing the intros now? Oh, I guess. No, Marcello's not doing the intros. Well, let's redo that one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, episode number 15. This week, we are talking... Archery. (laughs) Surprise. We're talking Cameron's first tournament. All right. Sure. We'll talk Cameron's first tournament. We'll talk tournaments in general. And how badly Cameron placed. Yeah. Very poor. Um, We'll talk about Reinhardt 100. Yep. And we're going to keep sipping these beverages. Yeah. Um, We're actually just drinking what red wine tonight. Yeah. We had a killer dinner. Let's start off with that actually. Yeah. Dinner. You cooked really well tonight. Yeah. Pit Boss, we slammed a venison roast because it's the only way to do a roast now. We did that with, um, I mixed up some homemade blueberry barbecue sauce the other Can night. you, yeah, you want to talk about that because that was unreal. Oh, it was so good. Uh, last night, I did a okay. pork line and I decided to make up some. There's a local restaurant here in Strath that serves blueberry barbecue ribs. So I wanted to check out this rib or this, uh, excuse me, barbecue sauce myself. Ended up killing it, threw it on the pork loin, was delish, wanted to throw it on the rare cooked roast tonight. So we did that. My girlfriend loved it. Marcello loved it. It was a huge hit. So I'm going to try some ribs out with that next. Uh, yeah. You liked it. What, did you say what you put in it? So I did. There's tons of ingredients and recipes online, but basically ketchup, vinegar, blueberries, molasses, brown sugar, um, cook it, let it boil, and let it become thick on the stove in a little saucepan. And that'll probably take you about 25 minutes, and you will have a beautiful barbecue sauce. It was like one of the best sauces you've ever made, hands down. Yeah, it was very good. Um, so, that aside, why don't we jump into two weekends ago tournament at the Woodstock Oxford shoot Oxford shoot. Yeah. So you went to your first 3d shoot tournament. Yeah. What a blast. And, uh, you know, I hate to say, but like, I wish you had placed better, but <laughs> yeah, you got first place. <laughs> yeah. You got first place with a final score of four thirty eight with 40 targets. And I was on your ass with a four thirty six. Yes. Which I hate you for. Close, but close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> so, if you ain't first, you're last. Ricky Bobby <laughs> said so. Um, no, it was an awesome tournament. Uh, we kind of wanted to wait to talk a little bit about tournaments just because I had never done one. Marcello's done a couple. Um, my initial thoughts were lots of people, um, because it was a lower class, kind of wasn't really, uh, wasn't lots of vendors, but... I was expecting more people. We mm-hmm. did have some crappy rain. I think the weather played a big part in it. Yeah, I think so. I'd like to, I'd hope so, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was 30 people there. Um, yeah. 
pretty accurate. Yeah, I was going to say in that 30 to 40 range. So. Yeah, um, lots of trad shooters. Unfortunately, it was a trad setup course, so nothing was over 28 yards. Yeah, I was going to say it was a 30 and under, which was good for our paperwork. Mm, not as much fun to shoot, though. Like No. We, uh, it would have been a blast shooting yeah. at 40 and 50s. Oh, yeah. And it, it was funny, though. I remember the first half went by. I was like, oh, yeah, 212. I was like, what'd you shoot? Score up. 212. Son of a. Our buddy Ryan's there. Well, hey, how'd you do? 212. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's a three way tie three-way for first tie. place. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. And, um, and then Ryan shot his peep out on the back half. Yeah, unfortunately, he was one of the 212 shooters. He had to leave. Uh, didn't have the appropriate gear to fix himself up, but um, that's okay. He was right out there with us. He'll jump in again next time and. He would have done good as well. Heck yeah, he would have been up there. Absolutely. It would have been a fight for uh, first, second, third. Um, Dan, who is one of the employees at Archer's Nook, he placed third place. Yep. With what did he finish at? Two, no, 416. 416, yeah. Dan yep. had a rough go. He had a rough start to the morning. Yeah. Um, but four city archery club members, we swept house. Oh, we killed the trad and the compound. Yeah. Everyone, so they were going down the list. This was my favorite part. We were getting awards, and they were going down the list, and it was like, okay, so-and-so. Let's see what we got for high scores. It's like, ooh, 411. It's like, wow. People are like, holy shit. Get up there, and it's like 416, getting higher. 438, holy. He's like, 438, Cam Donlin. I'm like, yes. Yeah, then second place. I was like, second place, 436. (laughs) He's like, holy, you guys did good. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens when you put a 30-yard max in front of us. Yeah, that was, uh, no, it was a blast. I can't wait for the next one. We're going to get a couple under our belt um, in case anyone's wondering. For sure, we're going to be hitting the Lampton shoot. And what was the other one we were going to do? Uh, there's another Durham shoot, I believe. So we are going to hit the Durham shoot. I think we're going to try for the Durham for sure. The, the Lampton Kent. Yeah. And for sure the Reinhardt. And I know there's one more before we get to Reinhardt. There's one more Wellington shoot. No, I think that one passed. Nope. There's another one. In, oh, there's uh, another one. End of July or early August. Okay, cool. So after those, we'll be hitting the Reinhardt 100 in Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah. So we're going to that. Hopefully which everyone be awesome. can be there to check that out. Heck yeah. Um, Hopefully, some more people from Titanium Archery Products will be there to see our own crew. Um, anyone else would be, like, you know, meet some of the Reinhardt people. Hopefully, some big name uh, bow people are there. Yeah. I know, obviously, I want to connect with Tom Spies from Titanium Archery Products and Bowtech. That would be super cool for me. Um, anyone you are interested in meeting? Um, yeah, all 100 targets. I'd like to yeah. get to know them personally. Uh, yeah, high twelve ring. I'm uh, I'm Cam, and uh, I'll be taking home first here. Uh, no, but I hope I hope we can place. That would be wicked. Yeah, it'll be a fun shoot. Um, before we get too too deep into that, would you? Because it was your first ever tournament, like emotion wise, like you know, like what do you think? Uh, You've shot three D before, but yeah, like I've done a lot of three D rounds, but nothing tournament wise. It was good. I kept my nerves. I'm good at keeping my nerves compact. Yep. Um. The biggest thing for me is you're a great shooter. So for me to keep up is that to me, that's a goal for me. Mm-hmm. And I did just that. Yep. Whether you. Oh, we were won, neck to neck. Oh, man. we were neck and neck. We both finished with a great first half. So for people that don't know, this tournament went uh, first 20 targets. Yep. Because 40. 40. Total. 
Um, we had lunch, break, and then went back into the back 20. And after that, we basically both shot the same back half again. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> and that kind of led us into the last couple targets, which <laughs> we knew. If we look back, we were like, shit, this is going to a shoot off. Yeah. And that's how they declare a winner. Um, with, with a tight score. Yeah. yeah, with a tight score. So Marcello was like, yeah, we're doing shoot off. He nailed his last two targets, and I was like, okay, I got one more shot to make this happen. And bam, I grabbed it. I grabbed a 12. You gra- you grabbed, like, the hair of the 12, too. I grabbed the 12. Which made me so bad. Splitting hairs or not splitting hairs, a 12 is a 12. No, I agree. It's just funny because I, I know the last one I was – it was probably one of my best shots of the day. It was a perfect 12. Like, yeah. could oh, not be any more centered. centered. And then you came in, and you snagged that 12 line. And yeah. I was like, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Grab that extra two on my card. And yeah, that grabbed me a first place. And basically, I no longer look up to you. <laughs> um, I don't know. After shooting your backyard tonight, I don't know about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that was, it, it was awesome. Lots of good feelings. Lots of hard work paid off. Yep. And pretty much right after that, I jumped right back into shooting more. Yep. Hit a, got out a couple times to Forest City Archery, shoot a couple more rounds of 3D, and lots of backyard shooting, just getting the reps in, not so much looking for distance, but just getting that same muscle memory uh, consistent into my muscle groups. Yep. Um, is there anything you think you would try to practice more now going now that you've experienced the first shoot? Um, honestly, not really. Like, would you try anything differently before the shoot? Not really. Okay. Um, we were, like, you can tell me, because um, we had a warm-up while we were there. Yeah, and that's pretty normal. Is that normal? Yeah. Okay, so. Just no, that if, was good. In case you're traveling and your bow goes out of whack. Like, that's there what... was a few guys that were just flinging arrows like they were out there for a day practice, and it's like, you know, you got a whole tournament ahead of you. Maybe that's their warm-up, but for me it was fling a few arrows. All my arrows looked good, as I thought they should be. Um and I kind of went on from that point. I felt good going into it. Yep. Um, so I'll do the same sort of reps, the backyard prep, like I said, just to keep that muscle going. And then the same 3D course. And I guess when I'm at the 3D course, me and you did it last time we were there right after the tournament, was just pushing distances, um, you know, turning a 30-yard into a 42-yard shot. Yeah. Making those 12 rings course, really count. When we have the course to ourselves in practice, why not? Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm going to keep it the same and I'm going to shoot the same consistency, do what I do. All those things that I just mentioned, those all go together for me in my head that that's, that's my practice. Yep. So for target shooting now, how do you feel about switching to a single pin? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I told you. Um, no, even when I checked yours out before I had bought mine, I thought I, I agreed completely with you that it cleared up the field of view. And without a doubt, it does. Well, I mean, now you can shoot 46 without guessing. Right. And that, that adjustable sight, like Spot Hog, makes an unbelievable sight. You know, That's I amazing. know you talked it up a lot. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, whatever. Like, I like my sight and you like yours. That's cool. But the fact that it's you sight your 20, you sight your 60, throw on your tape. And I mean, for me, maybe it got annoying for you, but how picky was I? 
with my 60 before I threw a tape on. Yeah, a little bit too picky because I'm pretty sure you ended up on the same tape from the start. But you know what? You, you know what? <laughs> You're your right. Fir- You're totally right. It it's, was. Your, it's your first time. Like, whatever. But I, I wanted to be that consistent. I wanted to know that it's going to be that accurate. And throwing it on like that micro adjust, like for 26 yards or, you know, 37 yards, it's on. Yep. It is freaking on. Oh, it's awesome. It, it, like, it, it makes me smile because it blows my mind. Yeah, it's cool. It's like and the, I love it. the Trophy Ridge has a site, the React. Yeah, with React technology. So you can set the 20 and the 30, and it'll set the rest. And it's kind of cool. Just You know, it's just parabola, right? Yeah. So there's a, there's a gap distance that's... I mean, you out. get what you pay for. So if you're going to spend a little bit extra money, definitely invest in a good site, something that you like. The durability was what sold it for me, yep. for the Spot Hog. You guys, like, you know, whether it can be dropped or whatever, the, just the abuse that it can take. I mean, you walk around with yours over your shoulder, hanging on to your stabilizer and your site. Yep. And it's like, you know, if I hang on to my site, I'm worried it might bump out of place. And I was like, you know what? These guys, these guys will hold their bows by their sights. Oh, yeah. Because they just, they trust it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so true. Oh, it's awesome. I'm so happy with it. Um, I like that Spot Hog has, and I think, uh, maybe Axel doesn't. No, they definitely do. Um, I like the sites that have site tapes with it. So yeah. you choose your site tape. I hate sites that you have to make your own site tape. Yeah. Just, you got to scratch on some pen and yeah. And for some guys that are just going to hunt, whatever, it's not a big deal. That's perfectly yeah. fine. But I hate writing your own in pen. Yeah. It's yeah. just annoying. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I like the, I like the spot hug comes with one. I like, do you remember what brand it is that makes a metal one? A metal site tape. Um, it's like a laser engraved. The, the other one I was just looking at. Yeah, I know it'll uh, come to you. C- in CBE does make a is it laser CB? engraved. Okay. Um, I I really like that idea. Yes. So I've never had a problem though. I've hunted rain and snow with the spot hog one. Yeah. It's like a laminated paper. Yeah, yeah. I've never had an issue, but I like the the thought of an aluminum engraved. Mm-hmm. So. No, it's definitely a positive. But uh, back to your question, I I'm happy with it for sure. Yeah. I've only I've only messed around with the because I got the double pin, um, so I've only put the orange on my thirty six just to check it out, and even that's on. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you have a double pointer. You have a double pointer. Yeah, I have a double pin on my Hogfather, but not a double pointer. Right. Yeah. So the newest, um, I guess that's a good point for some people that uh, maybe are interested in. If you're looking at buying a used Spot Hog, the double pointer didn't come on the 2017 and prior models. Mm-hmm. For 2018, the double pin. Basically, that's going to give you your 20, and whatever sight tape it is for you, it'll give you your second pin yardage. Yeah. For so most, for me, it's 36 yards. I was going to say, for most people, if you're on 20, your second pin will be 15 more. Yeah. Because I know mine's... Do you know what... I don't, I'm sorry, random, but do you know what letter you ended up on, or what number you ended up on your sight tape? 18. Interesting. But your sight isn't maxed all the way out, right? No. Right? Yours is very far in. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Because I was going to say, because I'm 15, but I... Yeah, I believe it's an 18. Okay. That makes sense. Because yours technically should be smaller since you're closer in. It's yeah. not as noticeable. Um, But yeah, so like you said, I really want to get into it right now. You talked about the R100 in Saginaw. Yeah. I'm jacked right up sorry to go back to it again but oh, I'm, I'm so fired, fired up. up for it yeah we've been talking about this and we've been talking about it all night we've been hanging out grilling drinking and holy crap are we excited for a reinhardt 100 like first we were talking like yeah you know what maybe in like another year or two we'll hit up reinhardt 100 
couple guys from Ontario are going to hit Reinhardt 100. Yep. We were like, you know what? We're freaking going. Yeah, we're going. We have to go. Well, to our, our local boat shop, Antler River, asked us. They said, are you guys going to it? And we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but the first time we Googled it, that for some reason we obviously one of us made a mistake it, it popped had to up, be the local yeah yeah it popped up eight hours away we're like well we can't drive eight hours just for a shoot on a weekend no, not this weekend and then all of a sudden it was just like i think a week went by we're like wait a minute saginaw is not eight hours from london yeah <laughs> that's a bit off yeah checked it out we're like three hours we're going got oh, yeah. a truck loaded uh fellas ready to rock and yeah, we just re- we registered yeah. tonight. So the cool thing is be there. they have the free camping thing. Like yeah. it's free camping, but they, I mean, if you want to donate some money at the end, do it. And we're going to, because they take really good care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like that's awesome. You can bring your own food. It's not a dry thing. You can bring yeah. a little bit of booze. We're not saying we're going to get completely <laughs> well, in- from what Rob says at the campground yeah. or his property, so to speak. Um, there's lots of beers to be had. Yeah. And I mean, like, my main goal isn't to get obliterated Saturday night and try no. to shoot Sunday. No. But, I mean, I like the fact that I can have, you know, four or five yeah. beers at night. Yeah. That's pretty good to me. No, it's going to be good. That's going to be a good... Actually, no. Uh, good at, Cameron, get obliterated. Go ahead. No. We'll be nice and, like, neck to neck on the Oh, yeah. I guess Saturday. that's another, We should mention that. So, I'm getting lunch. We're getting pulled pork sandwiches at the Oxford shoot. I see that they got the beer counter open. I'm like, wicked. I'm going to go grab a beer. Marcello's like... You want to grab like two of those for yourself or three or four or five? I was like, just I'm keep... like, what's going on here? I was like, Cam, just keep drinking. I'll pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a little bit of worry there. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, no, that was not worried. That was like, you know what? It's your first time. I want to help you celebrate the experience. And uh, if I can get you, you know, pretty good on your butt because I'm driving, I can't drink. Right. So I want you to be able to enjoy the alcohol. Right. And if you sleep through the second half, that's fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Basically, if you could sum that up into one word, I would say worried. Just worried is good enough. That's it. (laughs) There's nothing more. I think, like, proud, too. Yeah, okay. You can be proud of me. Like, I mean, like, it's just I've seen you shoot 60 yards when we first started hanging out. It was brutal. Yeah, and then... like obviously you worked at it and I like being able to give like a little tip here and there, but it's you working for it and it's awesome to see your buddy like, you know, oh yeah. Get up there and like super pumped that you got there. Um Yeah, it's been a lot of work, but obviously it's not easy and I don't want anyone to be discouraged for any reason. Yeah. If you're going out to a public spot and shooting, don't let the number of people or the persons that are there take you away from how you shoot yeah and just have fun at the end of the day so i guess on that note um why don't we jump into a little bit of form yeah kind of the Um, things that we worked on to get there yeah and i think this is really relevant for we're just talking tournaments and obviously we've both done really shit hot for the past two tournaments (laughs) is that one of your new favorite hashtag shit hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah we can hashtag that one if you want no we've been doing we've been doing good and i don't want people to not think that it we don't we don't think about form and stuff like that anymore either just because we've done a couple good tournaments oh heck no it probably crossed my mind all the time we still dial it back to like hey just jumping into archery so why don't you tell us a little bit about some form and some technique so uh, yeah we're constantly going through so the biggest things that i've come across shooters and i've struggled with myself over time is elbow up high yep that's a big one 
normally when you're you know you're starting out you're sometimes your your drawing arms if you're a right-handed shooter your right hand it kind of hangs low you get lazy you get lazy and it yep. hangs low and that kind of <clears throat> makes an improper release but you know like that's something to work at and it's it's really hard to see yourself doing it like if you're like oh yeah like no i have a proper elbow it's hard to let yourself do it unless you take photos of yourself or you have someone with you. Even a self film I find is hard to do because I can self film myself, which I do. Yeah. And me and you will stand side by side and we'll just critique each other constantly. Yeah. But I think it's like the angles of it too, right? Sometimes you just yeah. do, if you're facing your face while you're like, if you're facing your chest while you're shooting, you can't see the angle of your elbow. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I dropped my elbow the one time and you were right away like, Oh, over. Yeah. You, I, uh, you dropped your elbow touch it over yeah um it's an easy one to let slip but you want a nice high elbow to keep your shots consistent something else we're hot into right now and this is we've got arrows flying all over the room suddenly (laughs) that's weird those are steve's arrows sorry steve steve you're gonna have to take them beamins on out of here (laughs) um so we've actually purchased between me, you and Steve, we have all the knock on releases. Yes, we do. Um, so, uh, if anyone listens to knock on TV podcast, uh, John Dudley did one, what is that? Two or three casts ago about silver backs at sunrise. Yeah. And that was a great cast because that allows you to bring in a lot of repetition, a lot of getting the same momentum with your pull through with that release now that's something you want to transfer into whether you're using a knock to it whether you're using a scott whether you're using a wrist release use that same sort of back tension use that yes. full po- follow through i took shrimps last weekend yeah um we set up his bow i got the new rest on there paper tuned it um got his 20 set and then we had to leave unfortunately we didn't get to set his other pins but we'll get to it um, and so I had to shorten his release a lot so that the, instead of just the fingertip touching it, which is not what you want, it no. was actually curled over. Right. And I was like, preload it, like put a little tension on it and then drive you. Like when I say drive, I don't mean just shove it back there, but slowly increase the tension on your elbow as yeah, if you you're trying have to break that curl through. on there and it's yeah. a full follow. Yeah. Through. It's your back muscle that lets go of it. And yeah. people who do triggers, <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes they just slap the Trigger hell out of it. slapping. Yeah. And it causes you're not slapping so behinds here. You're slapping <laughs> the trigger. There's so many issues that come from trigger slapping. So just getting that nice smooth break from your back muscles on all three styles of release is what you want. Very important. You know, hinge or sorry, four on your hinges, on your actual tension releases, on your um, thumb releases, and on your trigger releases like the wrist wraps. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, it's it's back tension that lets it fire. That's a nice one for me is using the silver back switching out to the knock to it when i'm ready for it but i make sure when i'm shooting with the silver back if i'm going to go rep out 30 arrows in the backyard mm-hmm. 29 shots are going to be with the silver back and my finishing arrow is generally going to be with my knock to it okay and that's that for me that's my mental thing that's you know i can still shoot the same with either release yeah. but it's getting the repetition of the proper motion and with the silver back and i think for Anyone that hasn't, you know, whether you shoot a knock-on product, go listen to Silverback at Sunrise by John Dudley. It's a great podcast. Yeah, well, John Dudley knows what he's talking about. It's just good. Most of the stuff that we cast to sink into your memory. 
most of the stuff that we say here that's like wow these guys have a lot of information it's mostly from john dudley yeah thanks john yeah thanks john <laughs> um actually i just put a new ordering with them last week what'd so you get i got new fletchings for my target arrows new yeah. veins sorry new fletchings for my target arrows new wraps for my target arrows and i ordered a new t-shirt a new t-shirt probably because you're mad that I ordered a few T-shirts and didn't get you on the order list. It's it's not the T-shirt you're wearing, which makes me mad because I don't. No, want... but it's probably the one I got upstairs, so that's fine. Mm, wait, wait, no which more. one did you get? I got this one. Yeah. Plus the Do You Even Podcast? No, I got the different one. I want. Yes. Good. I got the one I wanted. Um. So Anyways. actually, you just mentioned uh, Target arrows. I'm guessing that you got a couple. Well, I know, but yeah. for listeners, you have a couple sets of arrows. Yeah. So I have my hunting and arrows why? and my target arrows. And well, basically, it's just I don't want to use my hunting arrows for target because I shoot target like every week. Now, um, for me, because I just like to have a crisp set of arrows for hunting. Right. The di- main difference between my hunting arrows and that are in my quiver yep. and my target arrows are uh, something that you told me to check out, which was floating your arrows. Yeah. Just and since I stiffness. did that, I separated the two. So I've got five for target, four for hunting. Yeah. And now I'm set. Now I've got my two combinations. I don't use my hunting for my target shooting. I just yep. use them for hunting. Well, I think like the, the allowance you're allowed to miss on an animal, which this isn't meant to sound bad, but if you miss two inches high of the heart on a deer, who gives a damn? Mm-hmm. Like two inches high on a deer at 20 no, you're not wrong. It's going to kill it yep. instantly still. It's perfect long shot. Um, I think if you aim for the perfect shot on a bread basket and you're two inches, if you're four inches in any direction, it's going to die. And it's going to die a quick, um, humane death. Yeah. But I mean, in a target scenario where you're an inch and a half high, you know. You only have train. a one inch 12 ring to hit. Yeah. So you, you got to make sure you're hitting that ring. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my... Hunting arrows are going to be east and axis five millimeters, but since I'm not, I don't have a target bow as to speak. Um, my target arrows are actually going to be east and axis five millimeters, but the uh, match rates. Right. So they're going to be the exact same weight. They're going to be the exact same <laughs> length. They're going to be the exact same <coughs> everything. I'm using the same types of fletchings and wraps with them. Same point weight. Only difference is those twelve are going to be dedicated to target, and they have a better spine tolerance. Mm-hmm. And my hunting arrows are going to be, my hunting arrows are still dead on because they shoot the exact same. Yeah. But, you know, I just want to. Well, you've patterned those arrows and you yeah. know the way they fly. They do well. They shoot well on my bow. So, so um, you got the match grade yep. arrows. Um, and I want to just touch on that floating your arrows before fletching. Okay. Um, the last time I was shooting 3D last week with Steve. Um I flung three arrows into two different targets and noticed on both targets the way the arrow and the fletchings were showing once they had placed. And on both targets, the arrows had or the fletchings had placed with the same cock feather patterning um on both targets for all three arrows. Yeah. So that that consistency is definitely important that could improve my game for 3d and that's something that i want in that group of five arrows yeah okay so you know that's that's just one thing that stood out to me was the consistency um in my fletchings what brought you know we've got a great jig here and what the floating did for me it was it was great yeah i I like it because 
your arrows are decent where there are point zero zero three spine tolerance. My hunting arrows are point zero zero three as well. Yep. Target arrows are point zero zero one. Yep. However, it's not uncommon to see hunting arrows with a point zero zero five, which is, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, if you're hunting and you're gonna take twenty yard and less shots, you're really not gonna know something, but the long shots you're gonna be like why is that one arrow a little off all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because that's there's always one stiff spot on a spine on a carbon arrow, and it's because there's um, where the lap is when they make the actual carbon. And so to get um, how, how am I going to say this to explain this? When you're they, gonna have a heavier or a lighter side yes. to one side or and it's the gonna, other of that shaft. Yeah, and if you know what an arrow is like in midair, it actually flexes where the middle will go up, the ends go down, then the middle goes down, the ends go up. Yeah, and that varies on from arrow to arrow, especially if you have a point zero zero five. So the tighter spine tolerance is gonna let you stay more consistent, and floating your arrows lets you stay consistent because even if it's one's a little stiffer it's going to be close because you know where the break spot the hard spot is and you're fletching it to that same consistency yes you always you always fletch fletch to that uh break point always um so yeah that's a good little tidbit of information um since you've done that i've since done the same like i said i got my for hunting yeah and it's not hard anyone anyone can float test i mean if you're buying a dozen arrows split them up and you know, however many you like in your quiver, I like four in mine. It looks looks nice. I got, <laughs> looks got, per- looks I got, pretty. And Rage comes in packs of three, so I'll throw on my three Rage and my mu- one Muzzy Trocar, and I got my other five. Simply, I don't have a full does because I like to do some stupid shooting every now and again. Everyone does. <laughs> like I like we said, love archery, hate archery. Seems yep. to be how it goes. I lost one at. 400 yards last week that's okay 400 yards is just fine we uh how did you even shoot 400 so, yards like what were you like okay, i'm gonna so, shoot 400 yards so i mac well we were at my buddy's new farm and he has a lot of land there mm-hmm. and basically we had a rangefinder, and i was okay i need you to watch my arrow he's like i got this and so i maxed my sight out so i knew my sight was about 125 to the bottom yeah i said okay so then i drew up and i was like if i shoot this on about a 45 degree angle I know it's not going to go far out. Of, it's not going to go out of his land. I just want to, frankly, I just wanted to see how far my arrow would go. And he tracked it, and it's like, oh, that's about four hundred. And yeah, we never found it. He, found, we saw it, but we couldn't find it. Four hundred yards, about roughly, like with rangefinder. It's kind of cool. It's really interesting, actually. We should set up a target right around three hundred yards and see if we can smash a balloon. Let's do two hundred first, but yes. Okay. I'm completely we'll there Absolutely. Yeah, what a blast. We were doing, me and you were doing 120 and 100. It was on our Instagram story last yeah. week. Yeah. And it's awesome. Oh, what a blast. I hit paper at 100. Yeah. Yeah. We both fun. were hitting paper. We were hitting. No, that remember little... your shots were just on the lines. I got to make funny. I broke it. the paper at the bottom of the scorecard. I mean, yeah, like. Uh... It's, it's him paper. Hey, yeah. if you want to go back to that 12 ring, like <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. But this is like a six inch piece of paper. At 100 yards, you know what? That's pretty damn good. And those arrows were within a five-inch group. I was yeah. happy with that. No, I was sure. happy. I was happy with my 120 shot, too. Oh, yeah. Was, that was a great shot. I was, I was happy with that stuff. What a blast. Oh, it's so much fun long distance. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if we're going to touch on other stuff for people to, you know, to work on and stuff that we've worked on so hard, I think learning – we kind of mentioned it, but not really. Learning how not to punch your trigger. 
I think that's a huge thing. I we not roughly to say s- it doesn't happen. Not to say it doesn't happen. I middle of last tournament, you saw me. I turned to you. I said, "I'm punching out of nowhere." Mm-hmm. I, I think. Oh no! I guess I was on. It's probably about three quarters of the way done the tournament. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm punching." No, you were saying it. Yeah, I was like, "I'm punching." I don't know what the hell it is, and so slowly, slowly trying to get rid of it right now. I know how to get rid of it. I know it will. You, but it just you went back onto the silverback training. But I think sticking hard to it. <sighs> you know what? I'm gonna break silverback training. I need to do it my way. So for me, when I last had it, basically I'll use my knock two and my thumb release. Mm-hmm. And I'll just focus on trying to um, break the trigger as yeah. slow as possible. Try to get like six seconds out of it before it breaks. Like six seconds of pressure. Mm-hmm. And I need to do that over and over and over again to get that break. I don't know what happened during the tournament. It was not, I wasn't nervous or anything. I think it was maybe because I was just trying to stay the one or the... We were know. both focused. We, but were, I, we were on it. I think it was just like I'm too, I knew what you were at. Which made me be like, okay, I gotta shoot, like, I gotta keep this 12 ring going. Um, and it, the last six targets on my scorecard were all 12s, but I knew I was punching a little bit, mm-hmm. which isn't good. So I know what I have to do to break that, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And if anyone slaps, if you draw back and you have a wrist sling, which most people do, and your finger's straight, and then you just punch it, you gotta work on that. You have to work on that because you can be only so good to a point. And then at long distances, you'll notice what slap and trigger is going to do to your shot. It's an index finger. So if you look up the index finger, your first instinct in your hand relates to your index finger. Right. And that'll be on every Google, every whatever Yahoo search engine you you, look at. Come on, who uses Yahoo? I don't think many people. I think my dad still might use Yahoo. I think he's probably got a Yahoo email address. (laughs) Russell. Um. No, but that that's that's for real. Um, that's scientific. Yep. And if like I, I even I noticed it going from the wrist rocket to the thumb release. Yeah. That mental thought of wanting to slap the trigger. Yep. Pull when it's not ready. I now pull in a squished hand. Yeah. Tension with my back. That's how your release needs to be going off. You don't need to be doing that per se with your wrist release. But you want to use that same squeezing motion yes. and pulling with your back. With the back. Don't use that finger like you're pointing at your buddy like, hey, no. man, he's the one that threw a beer or a snowball at your buddy. Yeah. Like, And most people, when they set up their trigger, um, they take... So I'm looking at my finger right now. I'm looking at my index finger. I'm looking at my right one. So you can see there's basically three sections of it. There's two joints in your index finger, right? There's the knuckle where you're... Uh, you know, like where you're, when you make a fist, yeah, you're, there's your knuckle. Yeah. So if you go forward, there's your first joint, which is roughly in the center ish. Yeah. yeah. Then the second joint. Um, so is- most people grab the trigger in front of that far joint. And the problem is that part of your finger has the most nerve endings. So you start to realize when that trigger is going to break. It can memorize that feeling more than any other part of your finger. So what you put it in between the first joint and the second joint, where not the knuckle, but in between the actual joints of your finger, because you don't have many nerves there. You're not going to be able to feel it, and you can actually wrap around it with that. Um, and if you, you wrap use that same back tension, yes, exactly. And a lot of people, you know, when we were at FCA shooting with a guy, that was something we noticed a lot. And so, it'd be like, hey, you know, I hope I'm not being a dick, but just, can I give you a tip? Um, if you can, just wrap your finger around it. And most people have to shorten their triggers because they're a little bit too long out of the mm-hmm. box for everyone um not all of them are adjustable so invest not all in a good adjustable. one yeah spend the money I, on 
proper form before you start buying those high performance products Agreed. for the bow. I've always liked a wrist sling with so there's like the you know the part that wraps around your wrist. Mm-hmm. So then going to the head, the head, you know, I'm calling yeah. the head the part with the trigger. Yeah. In between, I always like the ones that are made of string or cloth. I haven't, but I noticed after so long yeah. why people would like that. Yeah, I think and it's I'm sure you're about to touch on that. Me personally, I think it's more adjustable mm-hmm. and there's also no torque transitioned. Right. Where if you have a solid metal, if it doesn't rotate, you're transferring the torque to now, your Now, what dude. if you have them with a swiveling head that's a full 360 head? I don't think you're going to have as much torque. Like, you basically right. won't have torque. But you can't shorten that draw. Like, if I wanted to on my old one, I can make it an inch from my wrist. I never would, but I have that option. Um, Those are the most customizable, yes. I would say, That's the, releases. you know, true What fo- release was that that you had? Mine was True Ball Outlaw. Outlaw or Range or something like that, something Western. I think it was Outlaw. Um, I still have it at home. I'll look it up. But the Spot Hog, the Wise Guy. Yeah. Same thing. It's a super. It's a, stra- it's a you know fabric strap. Yeah. Super adjustable, no torque, and you can draw it in or out. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people buy the ones with the metal, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I just personally don't like that. Um, the one I gave Shrimps the other week when I sold my bow. Um, that one's like a fabric as well. Mm-hmm. So that one he doesn't have any torque on it and he doesn't have, he's able to make it short. I had to shorten it automatically, but he's, you know, he's wrapped right over it. He's pulling through with his back and he made the last two shots he made, or maybe it was three. I think it was a three, uh, at 20 yards, it was a three shot group and he had all of them within an inch and a half of each other. That's great. That's awesome. That's Shrimps is just brand new to shooting. Well, well, not brand new, but he's, he's new to shooting again. Again, again. He's getting back on the train. Yeah, and now he has a nice bow. He has, you know, he's he's all set up, ready to go. And um, oh, I put his. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if I told you. I put on his uh, rest for him. So he bought a new rest, and I put it on the bow because it was bare. And um, I had a square, and I kind of leveled it out, and I looked at it, and I was like, okay, well, this should be close for vertical and the horizontal. Went to go paper tune it, bullet hole. I was like, ha. Nice. Awesome, um, yeah. That was my first time, kind of being that accurate. Being that accurate, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, don't even touch it. It's fine. Yeah. So, anyways, he's got to adjust his sight for the longer distances, but he's on for the short distances right now. But that's good. It I'm, was cool. I'm happy to see that he's out shooting. I can't wait for the four of us to go shoot Reinhardt. Oh, Reinhardt's gonna be it's wicked. Gonna be a blast. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Hopefully, our listeners can go out there and you know we'll run into you and say hi and yeah if anyone's uh going out there please connect with us and yeah we'll be happy to meet up with you there um with any luck there'll be someone there that has struck our interest that we're interested in talking to absolutely um i'm gonna go ahead and say right now we're gonna pack the podcast gear and we'll take it with us if we can do throw down a quick podcast i think that would be totally cool you didn't mention that before that right now, and I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's sweet. That'd be awesome, especially if... I heard a talk that there's there sometimes there's big names that go there, sometimes there's not, depending on location. Yep. And I mean, if there is, hey, we'll throw down uh, a sweet cast with someone who's shot it a few times before, and we'll go from there. Heck, we might even take a few segments from, uh, you know interviews if you will from people to people if you're game for that heck yeah and we will incorporate that into yeah you carry you carry the heavy backpack and we'll put the podcast gear in your backpack while you shoot yeah no this is good this is a good plan and uh (laughs) we'll uh 
we'll just uh you know like as we're shooting we can podcast and yeah it'll be probably heavy i should probably bring some like generators yeah i'll throw that in the camel back all yeah. of it Oh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, let me know how we do by the end of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll figure out something real cool. Please connect with us um, yeah. via Facebook, Instagram, email us. Um, we'll reply to you, and we'll yep. see what we can get hooked up with. Yeah. So, congratulations on your first place to finish, by the way. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it. say it on this podcast. No, but you haven't said it actually at all. So uh, Actually, I, I shook your hand, and we took a cool photo, and well, we, we I did, did say congratulations. It was. It was a great time. I'm just busting your balls. I know. Um, so that being said, last thing I want to mention about the tournament, which is kind of randomly thought of this again, is there anything mentally different you're thinking about than practice versus tournament that went through your head and you want to tell people that they're about to shoot their first tournament? Um, what was different between the practice and the tournament? Um, I mean, you can't say nothing's different because obviously, yeah, something's different for sure. Right. Um, I would say... Probably you're thinking about what the next guy is scoring. So that sucks. Yeah, I mean you did brief on it a little bit. Um, we were shooting a group of four, so you know Marcello is up. He's shooting a twelve. Okay, I know I got to hit a twelve to keep up. So I'm going for twelve. Great, I smash a twelve. Or unfortunately, no, I'm grabbing a ten. Okay. Okay. Well, on to the next target. You know, Marcello shoots another twelve. I grab another ten. Don't let that phase you that you're not right up there. You might have a better back half or front half or just a couple shots that are better. I think thinking of those rings to me was the determining factor. Like I wasn't always like, okay, if you shoot a 12, if you don't shoot a 12 here, you're out. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You're shooting to the best of, I know what the best of my ability is. So I'm just, I want to push that to the max. And that was for, like I said, for me was keeping up with you. So I kept up with you. I did a great shoot. I had a good day. So for everyone else, find out what's good for you. Don't worry about what, you know, if you're going out to shoot and you're trying to pick up a sponsor, I mean, good on (laughs) you, but guess what? It's not the end of the world. Shoot to your best ability. It's so much more positive if you can just shoot what's best for you and not for everyone else. I'm there shooting for me. I really don't give a shit how Marcello shoots because I know yeah. he shoots pretty damn good. That's a good way to put it, man. It don't, is. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Just, just positive, man. Positive, positive, Go there positive. for you. Yeah. And I think you're right about it's something that stands out. Is you're kind of, You're competing. You are at the end of the day, you're competing. But you don't want to mentally be like, I'm competing... Oh God, I got I got to shoot a twelve. If this guy's mm-hmm. shooting like a tw- ten, you know, and then you get all worried, and it, it sucks. Whether or not I came home with a gold piece, a little medal, yeah, or nothing, I may have got to see my buddies shoot good, but I know I shot good. Oh, you shot awesome, or I, I shot bad. I don't even know if I've ever seen you shoot that well. <laughs> like you shoot well, yeah, but that was amazing. Um, but if you shoot bad, you know, go back out to your course, hit another round of three D. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. If you want to go that same day. Go shoot it, but yeah. just definitely do it for yourself. I think that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, so I guess we're going to call this one a little short and, uh, you know, just kind of want to talk some archery and whatever. And um, Big congrats to Cameron and, and me, obviously. It. Second place. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. No, it was awesome. And so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk and next, uh, hopefully next week. jump on to next? We're oh. going to do actually some different stuff uh, in the next couple weeks. We're going to 
we are in our Ontario off season, if you will, for what's up there regulation for hunting. Yep. Um, Bear unfortunately just closed last week, and you got we're gonna get back at it yeah. in August. Unfortunately, you got a wicked te- well, good and bad message from the landowner. Yeah, a good and bad. He's like, hey, he I don't know. Us if, up there, yeah. stat. He's like, I don't know if bears open, guys, but like. How many did he say he was running around? Five. There's five bears running he around. He's, he's got like, one pushing between three and five hundred pounds. Yeah, he's like, That's it's it's huge. But... Like I can barely work out there. Yeah. So can you guys come? And we we had a double check season. We're like, no, it's closed. Unfortunately, well, but we're gonna get back out there in August. And uh, with that being said, we're gonna you know we know fishing's in season. So a little hint hint. Yep. We're maybe gonna touch into some fishing topics. Yeah, we'll do a little bit. Keep everyone in um, some outdoor. Yeah, Cam, Cam and I right now are working on a deal with a uh, manufacturer for clothing. Yes. So this is super, super important to us. So if you just hear this and you're like, oh, okay, whatever, this doesn't apply to me. It applies to you. You right now who's listening to it, this applies to you specifically. If you would ever be interested in OOP clothing, you know, hoodies, maybe some um, shirts, some hats, we're not looking to make a killing on it. We're just, you know. Help and promote us. We just want to promote us. Some good cheap prices, reasonable. Yeah. Um, please comment on Podbean, on yeah. iTunes, whatever the hell you're listening to it on, or Instagram, shoot us message, or Facebook. Let us know. Yeah, you know, I'd probably be interested. I'm not saying send us money right now and then we'll do it. I'm just saying, would you be interested? Yeah, we're looking for a tally of what amount of people are kind of interested. It, yes. it, you know, would you rock a hat? Would yeah. you rock a sweater in at a campfire? Like just anything. Yeah, we. I think we came up with some cool designs for the shirt, um, and the hat and stuff. And I just want to know how well it would do. So, you listening right now, please just you know shoot us a message. It would mean the world to us. Just to let us know roughly if people are really interested in it. We've had mm-hmm. a few interests before, but I mean it's not really worth it for us to put all this money into it if potentially people don't buy it. Yeah, and we're not like we said. If you said you're interested and you don't actually end up buying it, money's tight. Whatever, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's just we want to know. Um, yeah, it's for it's essentially a survey, if you will. Yeah, there's right? yeah, there's no you know whatever you say yes, you say no. That's it. I don't yeah. it doesn't really bother us. It's fine. I know there's a few people already interested in some gear. Yeah, but it's you know that's super cool. I want to know more of the listeners too. And if you've made it this far, you can check us out for a little. Um, discount for Kickaboo spices. Yeah, products. This, that's the spices we go on about all the time. Whenever we get together and cook, yeah. we're always using them. So all you got to do is K I K A O O P O P is in capitals and Kicka is in lowercase, all in word, on the Kickaboo shop website, and that's they make fifteen percent off. Right, and that's. You know, on their spices, they have a bunch of different spice kits right now. They Marinade, have jerky marinades, sauces. jerky sauces. Um, awesome guys are made here in Ontario from hunters from hunters. You want to, you want to finish this? No, go ahead. Crush it's, it, it. it's uh, it's by hunters and who's it for? It's made for hunters. It's made for hunters. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, we love supporting Kickaboo. They're made in Ontario. They're delicious. We go on about them all the time and they're so affordable that it's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, go check it out. I'm not saying you have to go buy it right now, but I'm saying if you don't buy it, there's probably something wrong yeah. with you because it's yeah, amazing. You're probably a fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like you said last time, it's not like your law blahs little crappy spice where you're like, oh, this is great. No, you know it ruins your food. This you is this all down to a pretty. Uh, it's a science. Kick yeah, healthy science. spice, and it's just down to a science. Yeah, and it's affordable. Everyone, everyone that we cooked it for loves kickaboo spices on the meat that we do, on the vegetables. 
Um, I was being a little bit of a freak tonight and put it on potato salad and camera was yeah, giving me a Yeah, that got face. a little weird, but you know what? It Ray's was good. spice is freaking good, so yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. So we'll try to touch in in at most two weeks and at, you know, yeah. probably next A little week. bit of homework there for everyone. Lots yeah. of stuff to gather, but check it out. It's all beneficial for everyone. It really is. We're not, we're not here making a cent, so check it out. Seriously, check shit out. You're getting discounts on either B gear. We'll hook you up. We'll throw titanium archery products, our gear, Kickaboo spices. You know, there's Heck a bunch yeah. of stuff that we're just trying to help people out. We don't make a cent on. It's local. Um, it's all local. Yeah, and, and it's you know, like we've always said, it's the products we believe in and what we like, and we're allowed to say that what we don't like. And we Heck yeah, if you don't like our podcast, don't freaking listen. <laughs> we haven't got we any of talk those, to you. We haven't got any of those things yet. Thank Not God. Yet. So anyways. they gotta come eventually though. Oh, hopefully one day, just to make <laughs> us laugh. Yeah. So anyways, everyone have a good day, morning, night, whenever you're listening to this. Get out there, get your reps in, shoot. Yup. Be fit, be healthy. Get ready for hunting season. Positive. If you're not in an archery, that's awesome. Make sure you're at least shooting your shotguns for waterfowl season, shooting your rifles for deer season, maybe. Um, you know, Make sure you're getting out there for all types of hunting, getting ready for it. And, uh, yeah, you guys take care. And, like I said, you listening right now, please do us a favor and message us and let us know. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll talk to you in a week.